2: To our block. This is the Weather Walker Show. Sports Radio 927 WFNZ coming to you live from Carolina L House out in Concord, North Carolina, right by Concord Mills. You can't miss it. Okay. Can't you know when people give you directions and they say you can't miss it. You I probably could it. though, because that's like my
0: my I'm sure a lot of people are going to write into the text line, 7045-709610, about bigger weaknesses. I feel like being directionally challenged is my biggest weakness in life I will use a GPS the first time I go to a spot and then the next 30 times after that I just I don't know what it is, man. I cannot
2: grasp directions very well. Well, better safe than sorry. But I know someone who is not uh, going to be directionally challenged, or maybe he will be uh, and trying to find his way around in a new city, and that is Miles Sanders coming in to the Panthers from the Eagles. I hope he's not directionally challenged. (laughs) Very surprising uh, signing when you talk about guys that we targeted for the Panthers, when we talked about the running back room. And I did bring up the Miles Sanders and some other guys, we thought that that was a bit maybe t- too rich for the Panthers' blood, uh, as far as guys that they would go after. But they bring him in off of t- off of a 1,200-yard season, and you know when you look at him and start breaking him down and the money involved, he's going to be at 6.3 per year, and so um, for. I think that's a good deal, Walker. I know you really want to pay them in peanuts and uh, popcorn boxes. I think it's fair. But, I think you know, fair. they do deserve a check, too. They have one of the hardest jobs on the team. But <laughs> I think it's he, fair, man. He made it to the Pro Bowl for the first time this past season. First Eagles running back to eclipse 1,000 yards since Shady McCoy. And he's third among running backs in rushing average, behind only Tony Pollard. And Nick Chubb. So, uh, this is the guy that, you know, I talked about. And you start breaking down his grades from an analytic standpoint and the ones that jump out. Now, he had a 71.1 overall grade from PFF, but that 37.7 pass blocking grade, that was something that really stuck out to me when you talk about bringing a rookie quarterback in, a guy that's going to need to be protected. Any quarterback needs to be protected. But with a rookie quarterback and you have a running back that doesn't want to stick his face in there and block like the coaches uh, like to say, that's a little bit daunting for me. I talked about his running style. Uh, I'm not a huge fan for it. I don't find it Very exciting, but they talked about the bond that he and Deuce Staley have, and when Deuce Staley talked about him, he said, uh, he talked about that he remembered in the first year that he broke loose on a run and got caught, and he thought that he was going to go the distance, and Miles told him that he could do it, and so I say all that to say that He made good on that promise in his second season. He had three runs of at least 70 yards. So if there's a part of his game uh, that you like, it is the big play uh, potential that he has. He can break long runs and finish them. Yeah, with Miles Sanders, it's the the most interesting signing this
0: offseason because Mm -hmm. I think we all expected Deontay Foreman. It was not a foregone conclusion, but we expected him to come back. Because he filled in for a Christian McCaffrey that had been so good that got paid like the best running back in all of the NFL, and you hit the ground running quite literally with Deontay. You do not have the pass-catching ability from Deontay Foreman. That was never even close to what McCaffrey brought you. But he was awesome between the tackles. He embodied the style, the identity, of what Steve Wilks was coaching this team with yeah. after Matt Rule left. And so I kind of thought Deontay Foreman was just gonna come back. And now with Miles Sanders here, on the $6 million a year deal, $25 million over the course of four years, It's certainly the most interesting and, I'll say, surprising deal that the Carolina Panthers have handed out. Here's also something I noted on Twitter last night. This reported, this was actually reported 30 minutes after Jamal Williams agreed to his contract with the New Orleans Saints. So now you talk about, okay, Deuce Staley, running back coach, formerly of Detroit. Yeah. Jamal Williams is somebody that he coached alongside DeAndre Swift and he wants to use a multi running back system which Jamal Williams has always been a part of whether yeah. it's been Green Bay whether it was Detroit he's never been the featured guy that will continue in New Orleans without been Camara down there so I thought okay maybe Jamal Williams and Deontay will be the duo that you roll with but he decided to sign a deal with New Orleans and then 30 minutes later right after that Miles Sanders gets a deal with Carolina I wonder Wes if Scott Fitterer, if the decision-making process actually brought it down between a couple of those guys, and not excluding Deontay, maybe he's always been waiting in the wings, but I wonder if Jamal Williams and Miles Sanders were kind of the two to choose from as soon as Jamal Williams agreed to a contract, made it easy for you, and you go after Miles Sanders. Are you cool? If you had to go with one of these guys, would you have gone with Miles Sanders, or would you have gone with Jamal Williams in that contract?
2: Oh, that's that's a good one. I mean... Jamal Williams had a crazy year, 17 touchdowns. You love the heart. You love the personality that he brings to the locker room. He would surely be a great guy to have on this show uh, with all the personality that he's displayed. Yeah, he's he's an awesome dude. But just off of the statistics and and, and maybe the potential, you look at a guy like Miles Sanders with that 1,200-yard season, uh, with his ability, uh, you talk about a 4.9 per carry uh, guy here, and for his career, he averages – he averages five yards per carry. Uh, he was the offensive rookie of the year in his rookie year. So, I think that this is a guy who you would probably go with him over Jamal Williams. And go ahead.
0: Well, no, I'm just saying. So, three-year deal worth 12 million That's for Jamal. That's more speed. Eight million in guaranteed money. Yeah. 13 million in guaranteed money for Miles Sanders. Four years, 25 million. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is more my speed. But I also think. It's not crazy, I do think Miles Sanders is worth more money Mm -hmm. than what Jamal Williams is. And here's the thing too, we talked about this at the beginning, 500 receiving yards for Miles in his rookie year. You bring in Nick Sirianni as the new head coach, you bring in an offensive system where they just were not using him in the passing game. I was going back and forth with an Eagles fan last night on Twitter and they were discussing just how maddening it was to watch Miles Sanders not be utilized in the passing game. If yeah. you go back and look at his draft prospects, some of the evals on him, he was a natural route runner coming out of the backfield. He had good hands. He moved like a wide receiver out there, and that kind of speaks a little to his inability to get north-south as much as you want him. Like, he'll dance a little bit, and he'll look to carve some space at yeah. the edge. It doesn't mean he's soft. I think he's, I think he's willing to take some hits. He's not Rashad Penny, yeah. who they signed with Philadelphia and as soon as he's healthy, he's going to be an amazing running back as far as just running strictly. But I like Miles, man. Like It's, it's not something I'm skipping across the restaurant with enthusiasm, but I like it. He is an ex- he is somewhat of an exciting player to bring in when you feel like he had a breakout year. I expect him to be more involved in the passing game. I don't think you have a choice. And so I, I'm cool with it. A little high, but I'm cool with it. I'm not mad.
2: Now with Derrick Henry available, Davin Cook has been uh, available as well. We talked about some of the other Backs Deontay Foreman, still out there. Do you think that Miles Sanders was the right running back for the Panthers to go after?
0: Um, okay. I'm sorry. I'm getting distracted because I feel like I am in a fishbowl right now to keep the aquarium theme going. Uh-huh. There have been a few people, and they keep pointing me out. So K- Casey Steve <laughs> wrote in on the text line, seven zero four five seven zero ninety six ten, 10 And I can't imagine I mean, is he here in, in Charlotte? It's weird. Hey, Wes, does Walker always hold a pen while his arms flail about when he talks in Put the studio? To pull up. Or is that just here at the <laughs> alehouse? And then he has a bunch of laughing emojis. I feel like I'm being watched. Bagel Guy wrote in the last segment. He said, Someone get Walker a bottle of spray tan. That dude is pale. And then we had Coach Pauly write in, Tacos for Life. I see you too. So, one, I appreciate everybody coming out if that's the case, <laughs> but be easy on me, man. Like I, Yes, I know I'm pale. I know I got the pin. I have the hand mannerisms going on when I talk. That's just how it is. So come hang out with us. That'll be fun. Wes, why am I catching all the shade, man? I don't it pe- know, man. It keeps tell happening. him to pull up. All right. You got some keyboard warriors out there. Um, I don't I don't want to fight today. Uh, it's NCAA up. No, no. If you say pull up, that means I'm, I'm well, ready to go. I got you say pull up. you pull up. Yeah. Pull up. That you. means nothing you. else but I'm I ready to you. fight. All right, what's your running back question again? Uh, uh, I was just saying,
2: was he the right running back for them to go after? when you had Derrick Henry available via trade. Oh, Dalvin Cook's go. been available. I'm here bringing up go. multiple backs. I'm bringing up multiple you backs. Up, you
0: brought up Derrick Henry Big first. Big Hanny. You brought up Dalvin Cook again. Yes. I, I would much rather sign somebody to a $6 million a year deal. Yeah, I know you don't want
2: to pay anybody twelve. 12 and a half, and no, I 12 don't. million like these guys are getting.
0: I don't. I don't want to pay Derrick Henry that much money at this stage in his career. Mm. I don't want to pay Dalvin Cook that much money at this stage in his career. I think Miles Sanders, at $6 million, 13 guaranteed, with the ability to bring him back into the passing game, I think that is a much smarter move. I know we talk about some of the Super Bowl teams, the uh-huh. teams that win the championship. Yeah. How do they do it? Well, one thing is real common with the teams that win the championship and or get there. Most of them, if not all of them have a star, star QB, or one that is a budding superstar like the Bengals, like the Eagles the last couple of seasons, or you just have the guy already like a Tom Brady, like a Pat Mahomes. If you look at the championship teams and what they've done, man, they do not pay running backs. That is actually pretty consistent with what you've seen the last handful, six, maybe going back ten years. They don't pay their running backs. Miles Sanders is on a rookie year deal. You look at Kansas City, Kansas City is going with Isaiah Pacheco. They spent a first-round pick on Edwards-Alaire, and I bet you a million dollars that they would go back and redo that decision if they could do it over again, because Edwards-Alaire wasn't playing over Jarek McKinnon. He wasn't playing over Isaiah Pacheco. You go to Cincinnati, Joe Mixon did not have this monster contract. They used some JP Ryan. Kansas City, again, doing the rookie scale contract thing. And then you go to L.A., they had Cam Akers. Right. Even when they had Todd Gurley on a big contract, they were going after C.J. Anderson. So it doesn't mean that it hasn't happened before, but it means if you're going with a tendency, the tendency over the last handful of years with these championship teams, they do not give big old contracts to these running backs.
2: Well, I think it depends on how you want to make up your team. The reason that I said that Derrick Henry should be the guy is because I felt like that you need something. This is a week-wide receiver free agent class. This NFL draft class, is not special by any means, and so I felt like you needed something. To give defenses reasons. To be honest, you needed somebody that, when teams come in, uh, that that they have to account for in a major way. And I feel like you need someone to give your rookie quarterback something to help them define the defense, help them dictate the defense better. I think if you do get Derrick Henry and bring him in for a few seasons or however long you want to do that, yeah, you might have to pay him 12.5 million. But who else are you paying on that offense? You're not paying the quarterback. You're not paying any wide receiver. You don't have to be- Why not give Derrick Henry 12.5, and then this is a guy that instantly dictates defenses for you on a lot of downs. You're going to see that safety creep up into the box. You're going to know it's man coverage, or you're going to know it's zone, or you're going to know a lot of things that's going to help this rookie quarterback to be successful when you have a guy like Dalvin Cook, when you have a guy like Derrick Henry. Now, Miles Miles Sanders has shown a propensity to break big plays, and he is a 1,200-yard running back. So I do think this does give Carolina's offense some credibility, especially if Miles Sanders can come out and establish himself early. And so that's going to be the thing. Can he come out early, have some big 100-yard games where teams are going to have to say, whoa, let's look at that. But other than that, I just felt like with your offense, you need something. And so that's why I felt like Derrick Henry was the guy to go after. I don't know what the price is. I don't know how much you'd have to pay, but I don't think 12.5 million. As I said, I think he is the uh, anomaly as far as I don't see the breakdown coming. I don't see him uh, being a guy that's going to be washed up in a little bit. I think Derrick Henry is a Hall of Famer. He's going to be a guy that's going to continue to churn out yardage. And uh, he's something that we haven't seen before. So, uh, but they've got Miles Sanders, so all that is a moot point so
0: sirloin sirloin hater writing and walker are you dissing the panthers because they did just pay a lot for running back no i'm not dissing the panthers at all i think it's a a total fine deal it's not anything that i'm absolutely in love with it's not anything that i hate miles sanders does excite me i like uh, the thing about miles sanders for me is that I, i think once he starts to be a little bit more dynamic i think he can help a rookie quarterback in the passing game and the reason i keep selling that man is because you think about the best friends of a rookie qb it is Pass protection. I think you're right to bring up Miles Sanders' inability to pass protect yeah. because Christian McCaffrey, not only was he awesome at the usual things you think about when talking about a good running back, mm-hmm. that dude would pick up a blitz in a heartbeat. Yeah. He was awesome. And that was I mean Christian McCaffrey is a rookie qb's absolute best friend yeah is, is there a better player to help a rookie qb than mccaffrey because i can't give Le'Veon bell used to be like that or a better position than running back Well, well but i know you want to pay him ten dollars an hour that, that's correct and you keep going back to that point <laughs> i certainly didn't want to pay him as the most highest paid running back in the league but no i'm not dissing carolina like i, I keep saying it i'm not i'm not dissing carolina this is fine I'm cool with this deal, six million. Just like you. You're not overly excited about it. Mm-hmm. You don't love the player, but you're cool. The dude had a productive season. There is something he can show more, in my opinion, that he did his rookie season that he did not last year. So I'm not get I don't think it's as big an impact move as Bradley Bozeman. I think Hayden Hurst is something I actually like maybe a little bit more because you get an actual legitimate tight end with production. With Miles Sanders, I'm totally cool with it, and then we'll see what else they do at the spot.
2: Yeah, I mean I love running. Backs, but that's because I was an offensive lineman. I appreciate what they do, unlike some people. So I do think one of You're the best. Pick, you I'm you keep any chance you get. It don't matter if we're playing
0: at Planet <laughs> Kia Studios, at Carolina Ale House, yeah.
2: Green Eggs and Ham. No matter
0: on a boat, on a float, you are going to tell me that I hate running backs, and yeah. it's not true. I just the success of a team. You want to yeah. you, do? You hate wide receivers? You hate them because you don't want to pay those guys either. Yeah. And so, like for me, it's not that I hate running backs. It's just that I don't really want to
2: pay him the 12 mil. I got you. I got you. Well, real quick before we get out of here, rapid fire walk. I know okay. this is something you have a little bit of trouble with, okay? Uh, but does this signing continue the best offseason off ever?
0: After your Miles Sanders breakdown. Rapid fire is uh, troubling both of us. No, it is not the best offseason ever. There's no way it's the best, best offseason. It's a very, very good one. The coaching staff, yes, but I can't call it the best
1: offseason.
2: Well, even though, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of Miles Sanders, still picking up a Pro Bowl running back I think was very uh, good, especially at a $6.3 million price point. So I'm going to say yes, it does continue. But when we return, Clemson Falls in the NIT tournament, does that mean anything for the teams that didn't get in? This is the Western Walker Show on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's Wes and Walker Sports Radio 92-7 WFNZ. The NCAA tournament is underway. Maryland came back from a big old deficit to start in that the 8-9 matchup. They are up now at halftime, 32-30. to Virginia, they're up on top of Furman in the four-thirteen matchup. Cavaliers leading the way 29-22. Two minutes and 30 seconds left. Virginia just hit another basket, so now that score is 31-22 with the Cavaliers <laughs> taking care of business so far. We are watching both of those games on about... 17,000 give or take TVs that we have here at the Carolina Ale House in Concord right next to Concord Mills I wanted to tell you about some giveaways and specials. So when it comes to the giveaways we're going to be giving away a couple of pair of Hornets tickets. We already gave one away earlier today. We are going to be giving another pair of Hornets tickets a little bit later on in the show so you have to listen in order to win those tickets and that will be for tomorrow's game against Philadelphia. We're also going to be giving away Charlotte FC t-shirts. One on March 25th, one on, uh, oh, excuse me tickets. I'm sorry. I'm going off of handwriting, so that's messed me up a little bit. Yes. Not t-shirts. We're going to be giving away tickets to Charlotte FC. Two pairs, alright? One for the game on March 25th and we're going to give another pair of tickets to the Charlotte FC game on April 15th and then we'll be giving away WFNZ shirts. We've got one large, we have one XL, we have one 2XL, so we got a few sizes to give away. Those are some of the giveaways if you come here to the Carolina Ale House right next to Concord Mills and of course the big prize that you could win is by entering the raffle for the 75-inch television. All you have to do is come by the Carolina Ale House here next to Concord Mills and then enter your name in that raffle. We will announce the winner on April 3rd. That is Championship Monday that we'll be announcing that award winner and that is courtesy of Planet Kia. We very much appreciate them also with Fiddy holding it down at the Planet Kia studio. So he'll be giving away some of those tickets that we give away a little bit later on in the show, Wes, I wanted to go to some of the text uh, conversation here. Going to the Garage Door Guru text line, Bud Lightyear, he's mad at me. He said, "WTF, Walker? What off season was better?" I continue to go look at the 2011 off season. We talked about our Greg Olson debate yesterday. We talked about Cam Newton getting drafted. You also signed Jeremy Shockey, who did have an illustrious career at that point. I go to 2011. I just can't get on board with the best offseason where Hurst and Miles Sanders are your biggest signings and then you had some of the other signings that you've had. But if you go coaching staff, I get that, just to answer that yeah, real you, quickly.
2: you're going straight signings. I said I know. all-encompassing. Well, I know, but the coaching staff, well, yes, if you want to go coaching, that's the aggression of trading up for number one, adding what many are deeming to be a dream team caliber coaching staff. And some of the shrewd moves that you've made in this offseason. It seems like a lot
0: to say it is the best offseason of all time, but like minds can disagree. Gashouse Earl well, said. Well,
2: that guy doesn't disagree with no, me.
0: No, no, you do have Bud Lightyear who does agree <laughs> with you on the text line. Um, 980 said, seeing these dudes in person, they ain't pulling no women. No wonder oh, they're on the today. radio. So who, there's. Whoa, one. whoa, 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 Nine whoa, eight, eight, whoa, whoa. Uh, who that? said that? That is the most offensive thing you've ever heard in your entire life. What?
2: I've been getting women since kindergarten. I'm a one woman man now, but listen, I'm scruffy today. This is the scruffy as you will see me, but tell them don't ever hate.
0: Okay. Don't ever. You really offended west yeah, with no, that text no, message number nine eighty. Okay, what is the one that you pointed to that you said you wanted to get to uh, on here? You can read it.
2: It was this one right here. You can read it if you want, man. Yeah, from the nine one nine number. Uh he said Foreman brought that physical presence can understand west's argument. Of course you would henry read that to take the rookie, uh, to help the, pressure the rookie. pressure off of the yeah, rookie. the pressure off of the rookie quarterback.
0: Well, yeah, and that's why I'd welcome Deontay Foreman back. I mean, it probably is. He's it, not
2: Derrick Henry.
0: Well, no, he's not Derrick Henry.
2: No, nobody you know. is.
0: Well, yeah, I, I know. Goodness gracious, do you just want to spend three hours talking about a Tennessee no, Titan I'm running back? I'm
2: just saying. Back? No, I'm just saying. That you treat him as if he is a. The dude's awesome. Johnny off the street running back. No, I don't. This is a generational player. I just don't want to trade for him. Back. I don't want to trade for him. These. I like, gener- I like generational players on my team. I did not complain when the Niners traded for Christian McCaffrey, who is the highest paid running back at 16.5. I am more than good with that. But you agreed. I know the job that but, they you, but I also
0: was talking with you, and
2: you agreed that the Panthers should have traded Christian McCaffrey. You said it was the right move. I think it was the right move, being where they were at and what they wanted to do for him as far as doing but him a But six months later, it's different? No, 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 no. I'm not saying, but my, my my gripe wasn't the salary. I'm just saying that they looked at that time to be tanking franchise that had a great That's running fair. back that was on a Hall of Fame trajectory, and they wanted to do him a solid. So mm-hmm. I was like, it was time for them to do that and blow up the team because of where they were at at that time, or at least where we thought they were.
0: Yeah, somebody else writing in, 2011 off season. even if the draft outside of Cam was actually really bad. Yeah. But the other moves that you made, 2011 is another one to contend at
2: least for that offseason, the best one. See, I would call 2011 seismic because you brought in Sounds like the biggest (laughs) No, no, no. I I would say it was seismic because, you know, you brought in a player that just hit the city like a meteor. You know what I'm saying? And so that's more my point there, but just... You know, you know, I've said all the reasons why I think this is the best.
0: Yeah, there you go. So that is it. You can keep texting in the Garage Door Guru text line, 704-570-9610. Let's get to some of the other content here, continuing to talk about the NCAA tournament as well as the Carolina Panthers with their free agency and all of the moves they made. I did want to discuss even the NIT. I know it's weird. It's actually March Madness, but I did want to discuss the NIT in this regard. We just saw Clemson fall to Moorhead State last night, West. Clemson was a team that a lot of ACC fans were angry because they did not make the NCAA yeah. tournament. And that represented, uh, represented Excuse me, a disrespect of the ACC. And instead, you had all these Mountain West schools getting in there. You saw Nevada just get destroyed last night in the play-in game by Arizona State, who put up a record, a season high, I should say, in amount of points they scored in the first half on that Nevada team. My question is, when you see a team like Clemson lose in the first round of the NIT, and then when you see Nevada lose in the play-in game, of the NCAA tournament do you think that justifies the committee keeping Clemson out or do you think there's a stronger argument that they should not have put some of these Mountain West teams in like in Nevada
2: no, I, I think so. This this is a. You big think it justifies what blemish on the ACC. Okay, uh, it's a big blemish on Clemson. I don't want to hear about how much you should have been in the NCAA tournament, and then you go and get wiped out in the NIT early. Your arguments moot at that point. This was embarrassing. Uh, Virginia Tech, like I said, you know. Their record, and we're talking just ACC teams, 19 and 15, okay, you know, whatever. You, you got in and you got some postseason participation, but for teams that really had a compelling argument, like a 23 and 11 Clemson, who was 15 and 2 at home, who came and made a, a, a solid showing in the ACC tournament sans the last game, no, I don't want to hear about how you should have been in a tournament when you lose to Moorhead State on your home floor. right. You're done. You shouldn't have been in (laughs) now at this point. I thought you should have. I was wrong. We all make mistakes.
0: So I think for me, when people talk about the justification of a team making the NCAA tournament and whether they're, again, they're justified because they lose in the NIT or maybe they lose early in the tournament, such as Nevada. And then so people feel like they were vindicated by saying, nah, Nevada should never got in there. And a lot of the projections had them out and yet the committee decided that they were going to put them in, in a play-in spot. Wes, I, I just think if we are going to measure the resume at the time we do, There's so many things that change, whether it be morale, whether it be who wants to really play. I think so many things change. I don't know if I go to the, see, see, this is why a team should have made it or not. You know what I go back to? I go back to, man, was it 2011 when they instituted the play-in games? Maybe it was 2012, whenever it was. The first time they started to do that, VCU, they play in a play-in game. And then they go all the way to the Final Four they eventually lose to Butler. Butler would make their second championship game, but VCU, a last four in, they make it all the way to the final four. Now, I remember Jay Billis at the time talking about how VCU probably was not a tournament team, and he had a real gripe with the committee. But then they make it to the final four, and so people feel justified in putting them in. My question is, if that's the case, then do we justify them as a top four team because they made the final four? Like, not really. And so... For me, it doesn't matter what you do after the decision is over and done. you can have your gripes about what these teams actually do within the parameters of what we measure, which is the regular season and the conference tournament. The, the thing I will give into, though, uh-huh. is if you continue to have these Mountain West teams get in every uh-huh. single year, which is the case. This is what I give into. Uh-huh. and we can start to change a little bit of how we evaluate. like we don't have to put as much we- uh, as much weight on the Mountain West Conference and now we have some data to back that up yeah. like now that's the problem that keeps committing itself and so that's why i would like to change some of that but as far as oh clemson should have never been in i don't know if that's justified because they lose in the n-i-t we should have measured what we already did when we talked about it and that's the regular season and the conference tournament.
2: well i think that's a a, a tangible reason to look at the fact that they did lose now Did we know before tournament selection that Clemson was going to go into the NIT and get wiped out? No, we didn't. So I see your argument there. Now, the one thing I will say, and this might be a... uh well, oh, we got a hot take. Yeah, kind of hot, hot wing take. place. I will say that the NCAA tournament of all sports is a tournament where I don't feel the best team gets crowned. Oh no, most that's not years. hot. That's not. That's widely accepted. But then, but then you do get some people. It's just who gets hot at the right time. Now, I think in a lot of years the best team does win the championship. Like a lot of times when there's a favorite, most of the season coming in, more times than not they they get it done. But. I think that, you know, in a lot of cases, too, you have champions, like you talked about with your Butler argument. You know, if you play that tournament two or three times, Butler might not make it to the championship game again. Right. So, uh, but as far as just, like I said, when you talk about the ACC teams in Clemson, I, I get your argument, what you said. And so uh, the Mountain West getting more teams in, like I said, I think that the ACC should get the reverence that the SEC gets in football. I think that their team should get the benefit of the doubt, not just because I'm an ACC guy that works for the ACCDA that you can see and uh, check out on all platforms. That's ingrained but in my memory now. There you go. <laughs> yeah, look
0: at has got it too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you
2: know what I'm saying? Not just because of that, but, you know, just the, A- the ACC has earned that reputation. I gave you the superlatives. I mean, how many more do I need to give you whether you talk about win percentage, uh, the teams that get in there and what they do. Uh, you know, I mean we we can reel off several superlatives when you talk about this conference and the damage that they do in the tournament.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about another ACC team. Yes. I'm representing them. We just had a a guy come up to us who listens to us constantly, he says, and we really appreciate that. Yes. He said his name was Sergeant Bear. Yes. His real name is Arnie, Yes. but his MC name or his DJ name is Sergeant Bear which is an excellent these are our listeners and we appreciate them yeah. as such but he was coming up in, in a bunch of Carolina gear too North Carolina not in the NCAA tournament no they're not they're not in any tournament nope <laughs> they could have been in the NIT but of course they declined that invitation they got snooty. and we've since had some conflicting comments depending on how conflicting you actually think they are Hubert Davis said <laughs> it was a, a team voted on mm-hmm. thing We played the Dontrez-Styles soundbite yesterday, and he said that uh, it it was a coaching decision, that it really wasn't uh, up to the players. Here's my question, though, because Clemson loses, and now their season is going to end on that type of loss, where, honestly, they were kind of more so in a positive light. At the end of the season, given the fact that they, even if they didn't make the tournament, there are a lot of people asking that they should. And now people are discussing oh, well, they lost in the NIT, it's all good now. And what if that happens in North Carolina, right? If Hubert Davis has a loss against uh, whoever in the NIT, And now you're discussing all of this criticism, more so, more so. If you lose in the NIT, that would be just the cherry on top of all of the hate going towards Carolina. That's one of the
2: things they were trying to avoid. They did not want to go to the NIT and take the heat of losing, for sure. That that was it. I mean, Hubert Davis. They didn't want the embarrassment of not only not making the tournament, but the fact that I I think if they'd come into this season ranked preseason 20 or 25 with low expectations, and this happens, I think that they, they they may have accepted that bid, but just the embarrassment of being preseason number one, everybody thought you were going to steamroll to the national championship, including myself, and they just didn't want the ridicule added on top of what has already been uh, one of the worst seasons in Carolina history when you look at expectations and results.
0: Yeah, and, and I look, you and I differ on whether they should have or should not have actually declined the NIT tournament, but given the way that the season went, it The the locker room stuff, that's what's interesting. And I don't know if we're ever going to get a real answer on that. Yeah. But maybe Hubert Davis put it up to the older players like Love, like Baycott, like R.J. Davis some of the guys that are considered the leaders of this team even a leaky black for example mm-hmm. so maybe they're both right and styles didn't necessarily know about it as much yeah. but I, that would be weird if styles didn't know about it if some of the younger guys like you would think even with the older players who you could argue has more of a say in what they're going to do yeah. for the younger players not to know that that would be weird to me mm-hmm. like so yeah the, the locker room stuff is interesting i have zero clue uh, exactly why they decided to turn it down, but I also understand with some of the reason that we've talked about. 704, 5709610. Feel free to write into the Garage Door Guru text line. Stanford P had this to say: Derrick Henry would have accepted an NIT bid. There's no doubt about it. He would. I That's think he would. guy. And then he would have rolled through he the NIT. Him. He yeah. would have ran over every single person. Yeah. That's actually true, though. I don't <laughs> want to see Derrick Henry on a basketball court, please. No, <laughs> thank you whatsoever. All right, let's go to the uh, second fitty flash of maybe the first one. I don't even think we got to the first one in the first hour let's go to our first 50 flash of the day what you got for us 50 well guys i am officially depressed as we just got the news mets closer edwin diaz tore the patellar tendon in his right knee during the celebration after puerto rico's world baseball classic victory over the dominican republic He will need surgery and is expected to miss the rest of the season or the entire MLB season. Um, They need to ban this tournament altogether. Just get rid of it. No one gives a damn about it because now the best closer in baseball who just earned the richest contract in baseball history for a closer will miss the entire season, and our World Series hopes just completely went down the drain. Well, and you know what? did it
2: celebrating?
0: Yes, so this guy, this guy got hurt. He tore his patellar tendon in his right knee during the celebration after their victory against the Dominican Republic. That's right. It's like some real grammatica stuff. Is he the
2: smartest? (laughs) <laughs> clothes on in
0: baseball My, the, the real thing though that could be changed not only is it the mets season that could be changed for this year but is our show during baseball season going to be changed Fitty, by you not playing the theme song when he goes out to the mound oh it's just going to be the sad trumpets playing instead of the happy trumpets yeah, it's going to be real sad that we're talking about. All right, let's give out some Hornets tickets. i want to do that. Let's give out some Hornets tickets real quickly before we go to break. It's Fire or Fizzle Bar Food Edition with us being at the Carolina Ale House here in Concord. If you are the third caller, you will win Charlotte Hornets tickets. Tomorrow's game against Philadelphia, 704-570-9610. Call Fitty right now at the Planet Kia Studio, 704-570-9610. It's Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. It's Weston Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. We're watching the tournament at the Carolina Alehouse in Concord, right next to Concord Mills. West Virginia now up on top of a back-and-forth game that it's become between Maryland's Maryland, Maryland and West Virginia, the 8-9 matchup that got the tournament underway. Also, Virginia up 5 against Furman in the 4-13 matchup coming out of the South region. We'll keep you updated on everything, or you could just come by the Carolina Ale House and watch these tournament games with us, and we can discuss some of your takes on whether Wes is right, calling different bar food items, fire or fizzle. With that, let's get it underway. Why don't you sound the siren, Mr. Bus Driver back at the Planet Kia Studios. It is time for fire or fizzle. It's always a little more interesting when we're out in public with Wes yelling different random things and then grunting. It's exactly what's going to happen here the first bar food on the menu today Wes tacos We heard Coach Polly
2: say tacos for life. Are you saying tacos are fire or fizzle? Well, listen, when you talk about tacos, man, you can go soft shell, hard shell, or even the (laughs) new school now, you can do bowls, okay? You can put so many things in them. Do you want to go ground beef? Do you want to go shrimp, chicken? All types of items, the lettuce, cilantro, lime, I mean, just endless options. But either way, when you talk about tacos, everybody gets excited for them, especially when you're out and about hanging out. And for that reason, tacos are straight. Here it comes. Fire I don't care if we out. I'm still gonna be loud.
0: Yeah, that's all right. The tacos call for it. If we told everybody why you were yelling, everybody would join in the yelling because tacos. <laughs> Especially uh so tacos. Hundred, yes, if you go, yeah, watch out for the stampede. And that just broke the, the
2: ice. I don't care anymore who looks at me. That's I'm right. doing my job. Okay, well tell the people about nachos then. What listen, about the nachos? Listen, West? when you talk about one of the things I can't stop eating when I'm out, yeah. you talk about nachos. Whether you're at a Mexican restaurant, but when you talk about being at a bar and I can top them with with, with chicken steak cheese ground beef uh, guacamole Talk sour cream me. loaded nachos I can't stop eating them until the last one is off of the plate and then I might take a spoon and scoop up the rest of the got dog to. on top of it got, you. got, you. got you. are you kidding me nachos are forever and always will be a staple of bar food no matter what you're doing and for that reason you know what's coming I know what's coming nachos are Straight, fire, they will always be a classic. Don't you ever forget
0: it. <laughs> no, I won't. I promise you I won't. <laughs> I'll always give respect to nachos. Mozzarella sticks,
2: let's keep it going, Wes. What you got on mozzarella sticks? All right, mozzarella sticks, we're talking about fried cheese. Okay, a lot of people deliver delivering them with marinara sauce. I'm a big pasta guy. All right, so I love the marinara sauce. And then how can you ever front on cheese uh, that is fried inside of a fried shell? mozzarella sticks are very popular whether you're talking about kids adults it doesn't matter who it is you're talking about but for that reason mozzarella sticks are straight Fizzle. I'm not a mozzarella sticks oh, oh, fan. Big upset right there. What upset. an upset. NCAA no way. tournament. How fitting. Upset. With mozzarella sticks and the and the actual <laughs> sauce that comes with yeah. it, the marinara. No, I love marinara, but mozzarella sticks no, just not No, you it up fizzle. You called it fizzle. Okay, so everything gets the fizzle. Oh, no. That's okay. tough.
0: All right, that is an upset. That's like, that's at least a 14 over a 3. That okay. might be Hampton over a 2. Okay. I was very <laughs> surprised over that. But we go back. We go to what is
2: an entree. Burgers, bar food, fire, fizzle, West. tell me what you think. Listen, I'm a meat and potatoes guy, all right? When you talk about the pantheon of foods for me, uh, you know, beef, a lot of beef-related items are going to be in there. What's beef? Listen, Burgers are an American staple. They are a worldwide staple. There are people who make millions and billions off of burgers. There's a grunt. Flounder does not like, yes he's making an appearance in this straight fire, doesn't like burgers. I've never met a man in my life that doesn't like burgers. (laughs) You can put so many things on them. You can go classic. A lot of times I just go classic. Cheese, lettuce, tomato, onions, pickles, maybe some ketchup, some mustard, something like that. Then if you want to get fancy, and then who can beat a bacon cheeseburger? And for that reason, burgers are straight. Fire in America and a worldwide staple. I said it already. What, what do you think this was going to go?
0: Uh, I thought it was going to go right there to the fire, and I need to ask you this last one. It's the most important one. I mean, come on, man. It's chicken wings. You just downed a couple of plates already <laughs> of chicken wings here at yes. Carolina Ale yes. House. They look delicious. You told me they tasted delicious, yes. but...
2: We already had an upset with
0: mozzarella sticks. Are we going to get another one with chicken wings?
2: Listen, when you talk about chicken wings, I mean, where can we begin? You can't (laughs) open up a sports bar without having chicken wings. And I would say you at least need to have six flavors or better. Now, to clarify, I should have gotten 12 on my first plate, but I got six and I got grilled wings. I got six grilled wings with the blue cheese and they were very tasty. But when you talk about so many different flavors, you can go sweet you can go heat you can go dry rub there are so many options so many delicious sauces but if i'm going out to a sports bar to watch a game and we can't get wings then what the hell am i doing in there and for that reason alone, chicken wings are straight. Blast this place west. Fire! It is the bar food of choice for anybody.
0: Yeah, especially here at Carolina Ale House. Let's get that into the special transition. That's right. Transition. I, got, I got some, there we go. some reaction <laughs> across the bar. Yes. No shame yes. in my game. I love the applause here at now Carolina. Cut
2: that Ale music House.
0: off right next to Concord Mills. Okay, he's very aggressive. He's telling everybody to do things aggressively. <laughs> Come to Carolina Ale House, by the way. Come you here, have the aggressively, today. but calm down when you come in the door. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but you can get six wings, Miller, or Coors Pint for $12. So that's one of the specials. You can get $15 buckets here, five Miller Lite or Coors Light. That translates into $3 a beer. What are you doing? That's a fantastic special. Plus, 12 wings, plus... Miller or Coors pitcher for 25 bucks. So we know how wings can be. Go ahead and take advantage of the special along with the pitcher of Coors or Miller. And also tomorrow, St. Patrick's Day, you can celebrate the luck of the Irish. In fact, not only tomorrow, you can celebrate the luck of the Irish all month here at Carolina Ale House, right next to Concord Mills. So we appreciate them for hosting us today as we watch the NCAA tournament. Maryland, they have fallen behind against West Virginia. Killing me. The Killing Ma- me. Mountaineers are leading 47-41 to right now, so it's still pretty close. And the second half is underway between Virginia and Furman. Cavaliers still up 5 32 32-27. just 30 seconds into the second half. We do have a couple of other games that just started, though. Missouri, they're up against Utah State in the 7-10 matchup, 14-6, 13-38 left to go in the first half. And we do have some other ones tipping off as we go along here during our broadcast at Carolina Alehouse. One more hour to go, Sports Radio. 92 7 WFNZ